Three stories, a few random comments, and an invitation. So back when Desert Storm started, and if you don't know what that is, um, you weren't born yet, but after 9-11, you may have been one or two, uh, we had a young man here who grew up going to Pine Springs with me. I was one of his mentors. He was one of my students. And as soon as the attack on the Twin Towers happened, he called me, and I went down, and we prayed right in front of the CDC on that bench. With tears in his eyes, he met the dream of his, his girl, of his, his dreams, and they were going to be married. But he just got the call to show up to OCS to train to be a lieutenant leading troops in battle for the Marine Corps. And it used to be back in the day when you had a soldier, you would write back and forth and it would take days. But this was a different war because this young man and I could talk late at night through email. And it was a, it was a really interesting experience. Um, he was in the 2nd, uh, the 2-2 as they call it, 2nd Battalion, 2nd Marines. And actually our student body, uh, with the permission of the, the post office, we sent basically what today would be considered an IED. We packed batteries and socks and sent them to Iraq. And they did it, which was interesting. He received those. And it was it was. An interesting time for the first time that this young man took a life. And we talked about it about 11 o'clock when I'm sitting in my office and we're typing away. When he came back, my wife and son and I took him out to eat. And as we sat there at the steakhouse, he said, Dave, you know what I missed? This is strange. Because what the Marines were in charge of is they had a certain bridge and his commander said, you keep this bridge and all of the the army units and and different Marine units going to different places would cross that bridge. But it was a vital bridge. And he said during the day I would talk to people on the other side of that bridge and we were trying to, to make some kind of connection with them. And I knew, though, when the sun started going down and they would play the prayers. There was this dog that we would feed, and the dog would go across the bridge. And I knew we were about to be in a fight. But for that one moment, he goes, Dave, do you know what I remember? Chapel. And my mind would drift back before the shooting started just to remember the singing. And it gave me peace before he would lead his men into battle every night. He would remember what we just experienced here. And why did I tell you that? Right now we're in the part of spring break where we're giving everything spiritual life credit so you won't get kicked out of school. <laughs> Sooner or later, we want you to be here. Retention's important to us, right, Mr. Provost? So it's like, go get a cup of coffee and say, praise Jesus. We'll give you a spiritual life coffee. I mean, that's right there. That's where we are. But I also understand that there's still a disconnect. There's just a disconnect. 28% of our student body understood the songs we just sang. Let's do something fun. How many of you that are at LCU have ever come to chapel and you couldn't sing a single song? Would you just stand up? Stand up. You couldn't sing a single song. Go ahead. Okay, thanks. Be seated. Now, if you've ever had a Bible class with me, remember, if you lie, you go straight to hell. So you can't do that. You can't cheat. Some of you don't want to stand, and here's why. Because sometimes you feel judged. 
and you become an expert at singing watermelon or whatever's going on or ooing. Sometimes we have songs that ooh. Those are fantastic. Second story. The church I worked with before coming here, we were at a a peak, and it was a very awesome peak, but we were attracting people. uh, We were making disciples. They, They were being baptized. It was an incredible time. And then we hit this weird peak, and so we decided, let's bring someone else in. We actually paid someone, this company, to come in and say, be a secret shopper, just like they do in the supermarkets. Get someone who doesn't know a thing about our church and have them come for weeks and then tell us how they experienced us. It was humbling. Communion. Now, you know if you grew up in church, you take a little bit of the bread. They they bring, sometimes, they bring an entire cracker before we went to individual COVID-safe squares. You actually had to take the cracker and, like, get a little piece. And if you grew up in church and you know the rules, you put it in your mouth and you just suck on it for a while and remember Jesus. Right? You're just like... Then they bring the cup by. And you got to know what to do with the cup. If you drink the entire cup, you're a glutton. So you got to leave a little bit to say that you appreciate Jesus. But you don't want to be a glutton. So when our secret shoppers came in, you saw these people in the back. They were easy to spot because they would grab the whole cracker. They'd go, okay, I don't know what to do with this cracker. And then they would take the cup. Well, everybody knows if you have... The, the little communion tray with the cup holders. Again, this is pre-COVID. You put the cup back. Little sip, put it back. They're just holding it. Because no one ever told them. And then it was time to stand, right? Sometimes people, especially if you're in a more charismatic church, kind of like this song we just sang. These are the days of Elijah. And when do I clap? Why in the world are people going, Woo! I've seen people dance. Writing on a cloud. I'm like, I don't want to see that. That was the worst dance move in the 80s. Stop it, right? And then we spin around. It's like we're doing everything weird just to try to be charismatic in a non-clapping tradition. And thank you, can I just say, that song, Listen to Our Hearts, it's an oldie but a goodie. We so wanted to clap back in the day. I'm old. We would do this. Words are not enough. Tell you of our love. And I would go, why are you clapping? It doesn't even fit. It's weird. And then if you have someone sitting next to you in this chapel and you sing the song, I stand to praise you. If you're sitting down, everybody's going to look at you like you are a devil child. The song says you're supposed to stand. It's so complicated. But there are times when you come to us. When I go into a different situation and we forget that sometimes our language doesn't connect and what is supposed to be so obvious to us is not obvious to a lot of people around us. I came from an instrumental church. Yes. And so there's a way that you get everything calmed down, right? You play pre-worship music. Hey guys, glad you're here. Good to see Dr. Dave here. We're going to skip five hugs. Keyboard, keyboard, keyboard. And then like, let's pray. And then everybody like gets their worship on here. It's a whole different rhythm. We pray. We walk on stage. and Everybody starts going, woo, five people, right? And who's ever social club you're in, it's like, now 
Robert's going to give the announcements. Woo! And if you don't know what we're doing, we're like, isn't this supposed to be where we meet God? I don't see that in the Bible. Now our speaker will be Dave. Woo! I mean, that'd be awesome. That happens. It doesn't happen all the time. And so I'm confused because I was up here talking with Mariah because I'm telling her if someone dances on this stage, I mean, I'm just going to lose it. I mean, I'm telling you what I told her, and she's kind of giggling. And some of you are like going, why is Dr. Frace an endowed chair of youth ministry, Bible professor, not singing on the stage? Because I had to make a joke, okay? <laughs> and there's sometimes, though, if you don't know the rules and the rhythms because you weren't raised with the grape juice and crackers and know when to put the cup in and how much cracker to take, you, you're just talking to the person next to you, but it's a different kind of song. It's something like, you know, uh, I'm not, I almost said, have you seen Jesus, my Lord? But that would so date me. Maybe something like, oh, how he loves me. And you're like, are you talking during this song? How the Lord loves me? Loves me so much. You're like going, I don't know what this means. Welcome. Now, when I was coaching at a school in Dallas, um, we had a principal, brand new principal, that really didn't understand you guys. Here's my third story. And he just wanted to be relevant. But his vocabulary was so off, people. And I was in the coach's office one day, and we're all sitting around the table. It was the beginning of a three-day weekend. And the principal's like, guys, I know you're looking forward to the three-day weekend and just kicking back with some Netflix and chill. But before you, I know! Everybody just kind of went, oh! <gasps> It's like the whole school, a 6 day school just went, did he just say that? I could not help myself. I made a beeline to the principal. Hey, uh, got to tell you what that means. He's like, no, I didn't. I said, oh, yeah, it was intercom. Everybody knows. <laughs> Bless his heart. I never let him forget that. There are things and definitions that can be different. And we got to be patient with each other. Do I bow my head? Do I lift my head? Can I see people? Can, do I do this? You know, what, what are the rules? If somebody claps in this, the social club central here, I don't, this must be where Kia and I used to sit. But over here, back out there. <laughs> and Tomodachi. So over there, it's like, okay, if your club people come up and you do this, and you're like, okay, is it all right to laugh? Because... By definition, we haven't started worship, but it's hard to realize when does worship start? Do you see what I'm saying? How do I listen? Am I supposed to be quiet when we read scripture? One of the things that I love and I sit upstairs all the time, it's what I do. I sneak my coffee in, I go upstairs and I just watch and and I worship and I participate. But the things that I notice is sometimes when somebody tells a story, especially before we went to spring break, and Josh told his testimony, it's such a strong testimony. Everybody was right there. And man, I wish that every chapel was like that. By definition, I understand that we have chapel credits. Guess what? That young man who was in the middle of battle remembering chapel, he had to get chapel credits too. You go through this phase where you're like going, are you kidding do I, do I have to go to chapel? Are you forcing me? Well, sort of. But it's not out of bad motivation. 
This is the C in our LCU. Some days it's a great testimony. Other days we're just here just to be grounded. So, so that's the definition of a space like this. But there's other times where when you think about the, the pressure, and I'm going to talk to you, the, 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 the faithful few. I would love for you to be patient with those who don't understand what goes in, on in here. They don't understand secret shopper rules. And they don't understand our definitions. And they haven't clicked in yet. Would you please be patient? Because they're watching us. Got to throw in the fourth story. I got time. Back in the early 2000s, I'd been teaching general Bible for a while as an adjunct. And I was full-time, and I was teaching a spring Maymester. And there was a basketball player. His name's Mo. I'll tell you, Maurice. I was his mentor, great young man. And he had to take my Bible course, and I loved it. And we got to that part of the Bible where Jesus is getting mad at the religious leaders. And it was this weird discussion of hypocrisy. So first of all, let me just say... A hypocrite is someone who does something that doesn't want to change. But you could look at all of our lives and see a beautiful brokenness. That's why we're here. Okay? We're not perfect. Look hard enough, you can see a flaw in anything. But on that day with like seven students, Mo had a point. He stood up and he took his shirt off. Which, first of all, I'm like, I've never done a main master. I didn't know if these are the rules. Just tatted up. And he showed on his back angel wings. He goes... This is my mother. This is my, I think it was sister, explaining all of his loss. And then he put his shirt back on. He says, I don't understand you guys speaking of us as a whole. He goes, you know what? I know I'm just trying to learn this stuff. I don't know all the rules. And sometimes I go out drinking. I'm over 21, probably still shouldn't do it. But I go back to the, when I go to the place to drink, I see other people who are involved And other people who are involved in in leadership on campus as far as students. And when I get back to the dorm, everybody looks like I'm a son of hell. But these other people get up and they sing in chapel. And they, they teach in chapel. And what I hear is, oh, they're just finding themselves. Just got real in here, didn't it? Got real in my class. I could just look at him and say, I'm sorry. That's what Jesus was angry about. Some of you have grew up around your whole life. We know how to take the little bit of cracker, a little bit of grape juice. We know how to play this game. But I need you to understand if the validity of whatever you're doing in here is being communicated. Not what happens in here, but what happens out there. Shake your head if you know what I'm saying. Because the number one word in your culture, I'd ask Robert, he's one of my students, but if he doesn't get it right, I'm going to have to fail him. So um, the word is authenticity. You want authenticity. And what I hear over and over and over and over again, whether I'm speaking in this country or another one or all over this country at different places, whatever denomination, what I'm hearing from your age group is I don't want another Jesus show. So then I walk out on stage and I'm like, hey guys, aren't you glad to be here? Sometimes, and you've heard this in my Bible class, sometimes it's all right to not want to be here and to stand and to hurt and to listen to the message. It's all right. No more Jesus show. And when that happens, the magic always happens. Now, you're like, 
Dave, you just went to magic. We're talking about God. I'm talking about the feeling of now I know I'm here. So it's a different experience to be in chapel. And yes, if you don't go, you're going to be in trouble because this is part of our identity. But hopefully that helps to pull things together. So here's the invitation. I want you to stand up. Teach you something about acapella music. Don't awe me, okay? Robert's not going to jump up here with the keyboard and go, that would be cool. That's the wrong sound. There, that's the keyboard. Um, We're going to sing Amazing Grace. And let me tell you something. My mom and dad were awful singers. Dad could sing Ghost Riders in the Sky. That's all he had. Mom was awful. Okay, bless her heart. You know, both of those people are gone. They're singing. They were awful. But I still remember the tears in their eyes. I remember how loud they sung. And the beautiful thing about acapella music, it is very personal. But when we all sing out loud, that's when it's good. Because it's personal. Okay? It's not a denominational statement. It's just what we do to remember and to give honor to our heritage. Okay? So we're going to sing loud. And if you're not loud enough, I'm looking at some of my people back there. They know. I'm just going to stop and we're going to start it over again. I don't care. I'm on a tenure track. We can stay here all day. What are they going to do? So here we go. As loud as you can. Amazing grace. How sweet. Louder. Louder. Come on. Say. Don't do this. Just sing. Oh, wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I am found. Was blind, but now I see. Can everybody raise your hands up? Raise my pyre. You've just proved you can give me more, okay? Are you ready? Look to your neighbor. Say, are you ready? Robert, you ready? Are you ready? <clears throat> One of the most astounding songs that identify our brokenness and how God makes the beauty out of the brokenness. Amen? Look to your neighbor. Amen? Look to your neighbor. Amen? Woo! Say you like you mean it. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Come on. That saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I am found. Blind, but now here we go. I see. Church said, Amen. You're dismissed.